All right. We have begun. Yes, we have. Yay. <sighs> Another pandemic episode, y'all. That's why okay. I'm on it. Because all I do is sleep. <laughs> it's it's going to be lively. We promise. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> but it will be informative, this episode. I'll tell you that much. It sure will. You can okay. get them, them juices flowing. Yes. For your, okay. for your time indoors. So. <laughs> and if you don't know, I mean, you should know because you clicked on this podcast to yeah, know what you're did. listening to. <laughs> but just in case you don't know, it's Tinseltown Tea. Um, I'm here. Okay. Here with Corey, mm-hmm. me, Judith. And y'all are coming along this uh, screenwriting journey with us where we share fun facts. We share resources. We review things. We try and basically help everyone as we help ourselves to get into yes. the writer's room and beyond. So hopefully you're enjoying. Um, well, hopefully, first of all, hopefully everybody's healthy and safe. Let's just mm-hmm. point blank, mm-hmm. period. <laughs> Let's just oh, real. That's the point. say that because we know some folks are not. So we're going to uh, yes, keep everyone lifted. If you are not mm-hmm. a believer, we are going to think positive thoughts. We are going to you know, share in the joy when we hear good stories, but we're also going to share in the morning and all the things that are happening right now. Um, you know, so we are lucky enough to be in the privilege to have the privilege to do this podcast. And, um, usually we talk, um, yeah, we talk about screenwriting and everything. And we started off with a, would you rather? So I'm going to start it off quarantine edition. (laughs) Would you rather eat your favorite junk food for breakfast, lunch, dinner every day or eat the worst tasting thing to you? Like the worst, like you hate it, whether it's broccoli, whatever, but you get all your nutrients. Like you don't have to take no vitamins. You don't have to get no extra shake. You just take this thing. It tastes like le poo-poo. But you get all your vitamins or you eat your favorite meal. It can be junk food. It can be a meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you ain't getting none of those nutrients. Which, which one are you doing? Um, fuck nutrients. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we at. I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They are important, especially in these times okay. that we are living in. So, um, yes. But no, I am not going to be eating something that tastes like shit. Just oh, so I can eat my, my nutrients. I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat because we got to <laughs> die from something, don't we? Shoot. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So okay. I'm going to eat my favorite junk food every day. And then, you know, try to sneak a vitamin on the side or sneak a, a shake or That's something. That's a good workaround. That's a good yeah. workaround. I'm going to try to sneak a little vitamin on the side or a little shake or something to get myself mm. together. Because, look, I'm not going to be eating no nasty stuff just to be yeah. healthy. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's me. But not everyone should follow my example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I am so tempted to go with your answer because I I love food. I just it's it's so great. I love it's good delightful. tasting food. There are people who, what's the saying? They say they live, they live to eat or eat to live. I eat, I live to eat. Like 
it's just yeah it's yeah. just so good but considering that how quarantined i am and i'm looking you know at my skin and hair and i am drinking enough water um That's i'm very like important. i i don't think i would look like the same person if i just did <laughs> junk food <laughs> like i think i would look like i know we most of us have seen tiger king but when most of those people talk about they've been on meth and you're like yeah that looks about right like just looking at them I feel like Yuck I mouth. would, I would definitely turn into like one of the like. It's like, how are you on black? Don't crack. Why do you look like you're definitely a white man on meth? Like, what is happening? And like, why? I what think, is the caucasity happening what? here? <laughs> what? So yeah, I think I would, I would hate it. Oh, I would hate it so much. But I think I would go for the nutrients and I would just like I would just wash it like I would just wash it down and like I would try and find all these different things but yeah I would go with the, the worst tasting thing but to get the nutrients okay Ugh. all right well that's I regret good. that's, that's a better already. that's a good answer it's not even real I'm like why would I do this that's awful <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope they don't ever make those shoes I'm, gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to die from diabetes or something. Take me, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to have to die from diabeticals. <laughs> the diabeticals. Oh, my God. Because look at here now. I ain't got time. Okay. I ain't got time. Oh, gosh. All right. That was a fun one. Yep. That Good was one. fun indeed. We're going to get straight into it. Go ahead, Corey. We yes, back. we are. Oh, y'all. Look, yep. I'm just okay. yawning. This quarantine hey. got me child. And all I do is sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at there. That's why it's important we don't, we don't to eat your nutrients. Okay. <laughs> because we're going to be tired. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, so, we're goodness. getting into the main segment. And we're going to yes. do a little informational one for you guys. Since, yep, yep, yep. you know, we locked down. It gives y'all some time to do some things y'all want to do. Um, you don't mm -hmm. have to do anything. You could do nothing like we've been saying. But yes, if you want to do something, mm -hmm. um, you can, you know, get brush up on your screenwriting or learn about screenwriting and finally yeah. do it since you have the time. Um, and you don't have any distractions, really. For the most, if you don't have kids. Okay. Because let me stop. Because, oh. Chile. Some people are stuck at home with five kids. And I Prayers pray up. for you. Prayers pray up. for yourself every day. <laughs> Um, but for the people who, you know, have a little bit of time and mm -hmm. have some relaxation, you just want to learn about getting into screenwriting, we're going to be talking mm -hmm. about the different types of screenwriting. So people think of screenwriting, um, they think of movies first mm -hmm. and then I mm -hmm. feel like then they think of TV. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, after that, everyone, they don't really know kind of what else, what other ways of avenues you can take with your screenwriting. So we're going to get into mm -hmm. that today for you guys. Yeah. Um, so we're going to definitely start with feature films, which are movies, mm -hmm. basically yep, yep, yep. the very long, the very long stuff that you guys watch. So it's not mm -hmm. um, a TV show. It's a movie. So those scripts are usually a hundred, about 120 pages. It's like the standard count yep. for um, movie scripts and very, um, just like I said, they're just very long unless they're mm -hmm. short or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. and those, I feel like those are kind of, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's easier to get. So if you were to write a, a movie script, it's a little bit 
not easier, but it's kind of easier to get that going than a show because most of the shows mm-hmm. are done by these networks or whatever because they last for a long time in a movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's getting middle and end. The story wraps up yep. unless you do a sequel. And once you finish mm-hmm. filming and doing all that stuff, or once you finish writing filming, then you can kind of go about your business. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a good way for people to start. I mean, it's not, you can't just go out. Well, you can't go out and make a movie. What am I talking about? You can do whatever you want. But um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a little bit easier. The barriers to entry are a little bit easier than TV shows. Because TV writing is a very different type of world. I feel like it's very, yeah. very yeah. like gatekeeper-y. Um, yeah, but with the with the uh, resurgence of like independent films and things like that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you can have some some luck with uh, if you want to mm-hmm. do feature film and go that route. Yeah, so yep. that's the most widely known type of screenwriting. I feel like people think of when they hear the term screenwriting or script writing. So the next For one sure. we have is like TV, live action TV, which is basically um, anything mm-hmm. that's not like animated. Or mm-hmm. yeah, anything that's not animated is, is a live action mm-hmm. uh, show. So these are like mm-hmm. your half hours, your hour longs. Half hours are usually comedies or dramedies. Mm-hmm. Um, hour longs are usually dramatic. So mm-hmm. um, these are the things that you find on all the, the streaming services and all the um, stations. And uh, TV writing world is very, like I said, very gatekeepery. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. club. And a lot of the times there's like a writer's room for each show. And, Mm -hmm. um, you, if you want to write for like a big network or anything of that nature, you have to Mm -hmm. kind of go through this. You have to work your way up basically just Mm -hmm. to get in a writer's room. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's why I say like, it can be a little bit harder and take a little bit longer to get into TV Mm -hmm. writing than feature film writing because of just Mm -hmm. the way that it is. And it's been like this for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. but nowadays you do see some people, um, doing their own TV shows. They're not doing it in the traditional, like 30 minute, half hour way. If you're making your own mm-hmm. TV show, you're mostly doing like a web series. Um, mm-hmm. but this is a very, um, I feel like now more and more people are wanting to be TV writers just because of there's some really good TV right now. Yeah. And because really of the fact that there is Netflix now and Hulu and Amazon, all these streaming services. That has made Mm -hmm. it just a teensy bit. No, I don't think it's made it any easier to get in, but that has just kind of widened up the type of stuff you see on TV. So because of that, a lot more people are thinking that they can kind of get to TV writing because, oh, I have now that y'all are going to do my crazy idea now that I've seen this crazy show on on Amazon or something. So now people are thinking Mm -hmm. that, you know, they can get their ideas sold, which you probably can, but um, Mm -hmm. These are still networks, so Netflix is still mm-hmm. technically a network. So is Hulu, so is Amazon. So you still have to kind mm-hmm. of go through that that hazing right. period that most people who are in these writers' rooms have to go through. But mm-hmm. um, TV writing is the kind of writing that I'm most interested in um, mm-hmm. because of what I just said. Because of all the different things that you're seeing on TV now, it's it's mm-hmm. becoming um, just as popular as movies, if not more popular. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, TV shows are becoming a lot more cinematic. We see that with Game of Thrones, which yep. was very cinematic. We see that with all this yeah. other shit. I can't even think of it right now, but Game of Thrones. Yeah, Handmaid's Tale, Queen yep. Sugar yep. is very cinematic. Like, oh, yes. a whole bunch yes. of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So mm-hmm. if you are, if you 
you know, don't want to do the movie route, try the TV route, but you do have to teach Mm -hmm. yourself. It's a different structure than Mm -hmm. movies. Um, the scripts are shorter, obviously a half hour comedy is usually about 22 pages and, Mm -hmm. um, hour longs are about 45 pages because you account for um, commercial breaks. You don't write for those obviously. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of a little blurb about TV writing. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's going to get even more exciting as the years go on. But if you want to do the traditional route, just know it's a little bit harder to get into than um, Mm -hmm. feature film writing. So the Mm -hmm. next one I'm going to talk about is short films and video content, starting with short films. So short Mm -hmm. films are basically what the name is. They're not long enough to be feature films, which we talked about earlier. They're usually about 20 minutes in length, um, but they can be up to 50 minutes long. So even if it's like 50 minutes, kind of an hour, it'll still be considered a short because most feature films are over an hour. They can Mm. be live action, animated, computer generated, um, but they're always in a short form and they're a little bit easier to get made than a feature film. I wouldn't say Mm -hmm. they're easier to write because I know I don't know. There's like a certain, there's not really a certain like format for instruction for writing these things yet. Um, so I know they're a little bit difficult for me to write because you don't have as much time to get your point across and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it can be hard for you to figure out where, where to put, you know, how to, you know, how, like, where can I even put my character development? Like, say you're doing one that's like 10 minutes, like, how are you going to say all you need to say in 10 minutes? So that w- makes it a little bit harder for some people to write shorts because it's, it's figuring out what do I want to put within this little time that I have? Cause you don't have mm-hmm. all this time to do character development. You don't have all this time to do a whole ass long arc or something. So, um, that can make them a little bit, it made a little bit difficult, but, mm-hmm. um, they usually say that you can start with a 15 page short film and kind of see where that takes you. So I would usually be like, since the rule of thumb is one page is one minute on screen, then I'll be like a 15 minute short film, which is kind of the average. So, um, mm-hmm. That's kind of a little rule of thumb if you're trying to get into shorts. Um, but just some little blurbs about why they're good for people who want to do shorts. If your goal is to direct, produce, or sell feature-length films or movies, then you can kind of um, make a short film as like an exercise for you to get into kind of that longer writing so, um, mm-hmm. if writing a 120 page script for you sounds crazy, um, mm-hmm. it sounds a little hard, then maybe you can write little shorts just to practice. Cause we all know we have to keep practicing that little muscle, um, yes, ma'am. and then get you kind of into writing those longer scripts. Um, mm-hmm. they're also good for helping you find representation because like I said, they're a lot easier to produce and to make than if you were to mm-hmm. try to make a feature film by yourself. You can make one on your phone. Like you don't have to do all the fancy stuff with short films. You can, but you don't have mm-hmm. to. So they're a little bit easier for the average person to make. Um, if you're just trying to get noticed and get an agent, a manager, gain visibility. There's a lot of like film festivals who take short films. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good way for you to kind of debut yourself and put yourself out there. You can also distribute it on your own because they're easy to post online. You can put it on like Vimeo, yeah. YouTube. Um, so that sure. is, that's something that's really, really special about the times we live in is that, you mm-hmm. know, you don't have to go through all this distribution crap 
to get mm-hmm. your stuff out there. Um, it's as easy as lo- it, uploading it onto the internet. You can put that thing on IGTV, child, whatever you want to do. It's, it's yep. really up to you. Um, mm-hmm. Or you can use it as a proof of concept. So let's yep. say you did write a very long like feature film. You're wanting to go that route of screenwriting and you are having a hard time getting funding for it or having a hard time getting people to see what the vision is and want to give you some money, you can actually create a short of that feature length film to be like a proof of concept, say, this is what this movie is going to be about um, to kind of give people a visual. So they'll give you, throw you that cash. Cause we all know, you know, we got to have cash sometimes to get some of this shit made. So mm-hmm. those are just some avenues or just some um, benefits. If you want to take like the short film um, screenwriting Avenue, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's something that I don't really do. I don't really do a lot of shorts, but yeah, I mean, it's something I'm willing to, to figure out how to do because it, it's, it yeah. sounds, uh, it sounds cool. I've seen some shorts that I really, really like. I've seen yeah. some shorts that are really, really bad, but either way, yeah. um, I think there's like a, a special place in the community for shorts. So I would definitely yeah, look into sure. those. And then Absolutely. video content is just stuff for like companies or corporate enterprises, they're kind of promoting like products or services in a way that's different than your usual 30 second advertisement that you would see when you're watching like TV or something like that. Mm. Um, it's just, um, yeah. So they're kind of like, there's those have scripts too. So if you're watching Mm. like something for like L magazine or something, or for like some Coca-Cola or something, and it's like a minute long or something like somebody has to sit there and write those scripts too. So that's another way that you could do like screenwriting. Um, You could either do it freelance or you could work for the actual enterprises because I'm sure these big corporations, they have their own in-house team, advertising team Mm -hmm. or a script writing team who writes these scripts for them. Um, So that's another way that you can get into screenwriting if you want to take that route because that's kind of mixing like a little bit of marketing with uh, screenwriting, which I think is cool because I've always been into marketing. So that's another avenue you can take, y'all. You can still tell a story while selling something so if you like to sell people shit i would advise you to look into how you can do something like that so yeah that's short films and video content awesome and it just reminded me um when you were talking about short films too uh anyone who's out there who's a writer director or maybe mostly director of course i don't know that much about short films but music videos have been a huge avenue Mm. um in terms of short film and recognition, um, to my understanding, I mean, I think she was um, directing well before, but I I knew of Melina Mansukis when she directed, you know, the famous uh, Beyonce uh, video. Did she do Lemonade? Oh, well, Formation. let me not tell a lot. Formation. Let me get it together. So yeah, so Formation. So of course, these are iconic pieces of like art that are short form, and you know, they're very like cinematic like a lot of music videos out here are super super um cinematic and a good way to uh, tell a story and get your artistic side too so um i don't know what the writing process is for that but it just reminded me when you were talking about that not to speaking of melina matsokas she did video Mm -hmm. content too so like a lot of i was looking at her portfolio and she's done in her beginning of her career she's done a lot of video content for like um nike she did something for nike for like these big that's companies amazing. so like yeah that's a part of her portfolio. that's a part of her her genre of her like body of work 
So you can do this stuff, guys. Like people will book yep. you if they like your work and they like your writing. Like they'll book you to do all types of shit. You better get the bag any way you can. So she's she's all a good example of like she's she's using her platform and doing her art in all these different facets that we're talking about. So she killing the game. Yep. I think, yeah, she's done film and she's done TV. So watch. Child, yep. I'm scared of her. I'm really yeah. scared of her. Yeah. So I can say. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, um, now I'm going to go into animated TV series, another form of screenwriting. Um, a lot of times I think a lot of screenwriters forget about this uh, genre, but um, the main, of course, difference between regular TV series is that, of course, animated is, of course, illustrated um, by artists and um, storyboardists who draw out those stories. So um, a lot of the animated TV series that I love are mostly adult um uh, cartoons. So we're talking about, you know, Bob's Burgers, American Dad, um, you know, Family Guy, those kind of, um, those kind of programming. Usually mm-hmm. they are 22 minutes long or a half hour most of the time. Uh, you rarely see a animated series longer than that unless it's a movie or feature, um, just because of just the process of what it takes to create some of those illustrated work. It's a little bit, it's a longer process because of uh, the animation and the storyboarding and the, you know, the artists that have to draw every scene of each, you know, um, story. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot more, but the cool thing about um, animated TV series is that you can kind of go wild and with your imagination on what you want your characters to do, whether it's a comedy or a drama. So um, if you want a unicorn, you know, to kiss a baby and then fly off, you can absolutely do that in animated form. But of course, mm-hmm. live action, it might be a little bit more difficult. Although I'm sure there are horses Fights. that you can rent and put a horn on and <laughs> kiss a baby. But there are also, you know, other permitting issues and labor contracts so um there's always a give and take with any idea that you know that you want to do um so yeah usually in uh the structure uh most of like the structure if you're used to half hour comedy writing is the it's pretty much the same with the three act structure particularly if it's to network so that they make room for the commercials um and Mm. also in in depend well it's changing now because so many shows are on TV and it depends on how, but it's usually written by a team. So it's usually a team of people who are coming together to write uh, the um, shows. And just like traditional TV shows, if it's network, you're going to need a team because they have like, depending on the season, it could be so many episodes a season. I think it's like mm-hmm. to 20 over 22 sometimes. Uh, whereas if you're going for more of a like streaming service, it can be limited. It could be short or longer, depending on the streaming service um, and how long you want to tell that story and what you've worked out with that streaming network. Um, yep. So, yeah. So animated, it's it can be uh, freeing, given what you can write with the air characters because they're not doing live action. But also, like, they tend to be more expensive because you have to pay animators, storyboarders, background artists. Um, you have to actually go through the quote unquote animation process, which a lot of times is shipped overseas, I believe, to uh, Japan. And then it has to come back and be put back to, you know, it's put back together. So there's a whole process mm-hmm. with that. I don't know all the details to that. But, um, yeah, it's a much bigger process, but you can have your way with the imagination and, and kind of, you know, be whimsical and do sort of um, amazing things. 
Um, video games, a lot of us forget that, well, first of all, there's a huge gaming industry out here and they need screenwriters to sort of write the stories that are come along with these games or are part of these games in order to, you know, take people through the storyline. So it's not just like, you know, with me, even all I do, like, I am so not a gamer. Like all I do is Candy Crush. Right. But like, (laughs) like I am not like a control joystick person but there are very you know what what is that game grand theft auto Mm -hmm. they always have really strong storyline yes grand theft auto and i want to say there was a woman who act there was a well i'm sure there were a lot of games that became movies but i want to say like laura croft or oh yeah she was a game and then assassin's creed was a movie there you go another one of those little games these are like Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, these games who kind of build these worlds that take people through each, you know, mission or what you have to do or what you have to collect. So each one has a unique tale and there's instructions to the storyline. So in order for that, you need a screenwriter to, you know, develop the plots, the action, sort of develop um, each players, even the different player, you can choose their backstoryline. So while I don't know a lot of the structure in terms of if it's scripted, if it's uh, like a three act, you know, scripture, script structure, I said scripture, Lord, look at God, <laughs> right? But, uh, three, <laughs> but if I'm not sure if it's a three act structure in the traditional sense of a like a comedy television script, but um, they do need those characters developed and need screenwriters to help uh, push those stories along and or develop and create those ideas. So if you're into the gaming industry, um, there's a place for you if you are as a screenwriter, um, if you are trying to, um, you know, write. And then um, lastly, I know um, I think Corey talked about this already but um it's the same thing as shorts um what i'm going to talk about is web series and mini series um pretty much they are pretty much shorts but web series are distributed online um most of the time only but sometimes they can be picked up by television but they're mostly used to create stories and um distribute them in a more general or mass um, way and um, they can be very lucrative, particularly on uh, YouTube. If you have the audience and build your story, and you know you have a strong brand and following, like you can easily, like I, I don't want to say easily, but that is an avenue in which you can get it if you want to put it on um, network and or cable or streaming service. Uh, it gives you more. Yep, and Quibi. So like it gives you the. You know, it gives like like Corey said before, you have a proof of concept, right? You can go in and have a stronger pitch for your story because you've already tested it in the market and it's successful, right? And it's easier to pitch because you have something to show, right? Like you're not just saying what you want to pitch, but you're like, oh, look, here's a scene. Here's how many people download. Here's how many people liked and followed and subscribed, all that stuff. All of that stuff counts now. Um, you know, one great example of a web series sort of becoming... Uh, successful is of course from Issa Rae, writer, director, producer. I'll say no, writer, actress, producer. Let me get it together. And um, yeah, so we love Insecure. Um, yes, we do. And it 
was based off of her web series, The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl, that she um, was on YouTube. And, um, you know, I think that's one of a clear example of someone who's taken web series to the next level. But she continues on her YouTube page with like shorts and many, many ways to sort of um, engage that audience because YouTube pays. <laughs> it pays through advertising yeah, no, dollars. Gosh. You know, YouTubers so are millionaires out here. <laughs> yes. So let's, you know, let's, you know, not poo poo on those who make those web series. People are like gainfully employed because of the content that they are creating mm -hmm. on these sites. So, and there's, there's a give and take, you know, I've, I've heard somewhere where Issa was talking about how, you know, with web series and directly to distribution on her site, she doesn't have to get it cleared by the network, right? If it's her writing it and she wants to share it, like, you don't have to get it approved and disapproved and, oh, yes. I don't understand this joke or this is gentle. No, you can write exactly. your stuff literally from you, create it and put it out there and see how people re respond. You know, and a lot of us want to do that. You know, I know me and Corey one day, we're going to claim it. Our stuff will be on TV and everything. Mm -hmm. But there are some sacrifices with every success and blessing. You know what I mean? Like, we go to network, guess what? There's going to be more hands in the pot. There's going to be more conversations. There's going to be, you know what I mean? Different mm -hmm. players in the game, you know, that can all be good or bad. So it's all depends on, um, you know, the artists, you know, what you want to do as a writer and, uh, you know, also where you are in your life in terms of financially, you know, it's hard out here and you have to, sometimes it's best to learn how to create a story with little resources, you know? Um, yep. So, and we can do that now. So web series, uh, mini series, again, are great ways of sort of, you know, <sighs> testing out your um, brand or your idea. It's a great way of reaching an audience without going through the channels of like network and cable and all that stuff. You can test your stuff. And yeah. if it's bad and like, or if it's good and nobody sees it, and if it's bad and nobody sees it, you still put in that learning experience of creating your own written content, you know, or unwritten content. Like you have that sort of practice under your belt and that um, institutional knowledge will help you if you're trying to go far within this industry and understanding how to create under different circumstances. Um, so yeah, don't, 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 don't fall asleep on these web series. People out here gangfully employed in these streets. So yeah. Making buckets. Okay. Okay. <laughs> buckets and ducats and all that. <laughs> like, a quick plan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Let me get it. Right. So mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and into, you know what? Are you go I for it? I think I went out of um reality TV. Okay, go for it. Yeah, y'all so, went out of order. <laughs> no mm -hmm. problem, child. It's like mm -hmm. whatever. We on the damn ringer right now, and ringer back okay. acting up, child. So we mm -hmm. over ringer mm -hmm. right now. I'm letting y'all know. <laughs> um, mm. so another avenue that y'all probably don't know. Well, some of y'all probably do know, but a lot of y'all probably don't know is that you can get into writing for reality TV. So mm -hmm. reality TV is not real. I'm sorry to let y'all know. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all, I know a lot of y'all been, you know, y'all love these little reality TV peoples and y'all really think that this shit this just happens, but it does not. There is a lot of work that goes into reality TV. Miss Mona Scott Young, she be having her storylines ready. For okay. her new uh, seasons of Love and Hip Hop and whatever other shows. Let me see what mm -hmm. other shows she do. 
But um, all this shit is planned. A lot of these yep. things that happen on these shows, there is like a story, a season arc for um, what um, what they want to happen for that season with all of their characters. And mm-hmm. they kind of make that happen within the show. So like with the people. Mm. So a lot of the times you'll see these people on reality TV, these characters, because while these are real people, they are still playing a character that was mm-hmm. made for them um, from the writers, from the development team. Um, they'll be going through like these situations. You think it's in real life, but it's actually for the store, their storyline for their show mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. it can kind of like play together. Um, and I personally think that's what the Kardashians do because there's no way one family can go through all this drama all the time. I'm like, girl, bye. You ain't fooling me. So, um, <laughs> ciao. I ain't got time for all that. Like really? So, um, there are, um, some upsides to doing reality television Mm. writing and Mm -hmm. a main upside is that it's not so it is like you can't just step into reality tv so you have to kind of work your way up as you would if you wanted to write for an actual scripted tv show Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit easier to kind of get into those uh entry-level positions to start working your way up you can be like Mm. a transcriber which is the person so if you don't know what a transcription is a transcription is literally just all of the dialogue written down. So someone has to sit there and write all of anything that comes out of anybody's mouth. Somebody has Mm -hmm. to sit there and write that down and log it and transcribe it. So you can be that person for the show and then continue to work your way up. I got interacting with the story department, or you can be a PA, which is production assistant, or even a receptionist and Mm -hmm. just kind of work your way up to get in there with the story department, which are the people that create that story for that show. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then with reality TV, if you're doing writing for reality TV, you can still create these characters, like I said, because they are real people, but there is a Mm -hmm. team. So whoever is the team behind that show, there is somebody who is making up these characters for these people. So they're like, if you have... Let me guess. Um, the only show that really comes to mind ever for me is Love and Hip Hop. So that's a very mm-hmm. popular show amongst y'all folks. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so for, for each city, there seems to be the same type of people in each of these cities. So they have Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, NY, and Hollywood. And all of mm-hmm. these cities, these are all different spinoffs of the show. There's like the same type of characters, right? So there's always a villain. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody who is like loud and real ratchet and always causing mm-hmm. trouble, like the troublemaker. There's always mm-hmm. like the good person, um, the person who's like very like sweet and like not in trouble or anything. The one who's like always trying to be a peacemaker. Um, there's always like one butt nigga in every single city. Yeah, they gotta have several. One of the, several. Yeah, several. <laughs> minimal. They're always there's always like a king of them in each of the cities. <laughs> So like Mona Scott Young and her story department team, her writers and all the people that's developing these stories for her are coming up with her characters for each of these cities and putting and placing one of the, one of the peoples. They're supposed to be artists. He's supposed to be artists. One of these artists Mm -hmm. in these roles to create her characters. So you're still getting to create characters. I mean, it's a different type of, it's a different type of character creation and characterization, whatever character development. But you're still mm-hmm. creating characters, um, so and it can be a little, it can be a little, lot more fun this way too, because mm-hmm. then you get to get a little ratchet with it, because a lot of reality <laughs> TV is pretty ratchet. 
um, mm-hmm. no matter the race. So when I say ratchet, you don't have to attribute that to black folks. Um, Mob wives. And you. <laughs> yes. Um, I miss it The housewives so of Beverly Sorry. Hills, I don't know, or Potomac, I mean, they can be ratchet uh, too. The ones uh, in Jersey, so like, they can be ratchet too. So, oh, so, uh, uh, so great. I'm sorry. You're touching on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I hate how people attribute ratchetness to black people. And that's so not oh, true. Yeah. So, I really mm-hmm. had to get that out there for you guys because I don't want y'all to. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Y'all not finna do that. So, Jersey, um, sure. <laughs> guys. Oh, sorry. Go my ahead. God. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. I rewatched that like two years ago. The ghetto. I was like, these people ah. are ghetto. The ghetto. Ooh, so great. Ooh. Oh. I'm so mm-hmm. I'm so happy for them that they didn't grow up. Cause mm-hmm. whew, shout out to growth. Because Lord, mm-hmm. they was mm-hmm. ghetto. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. So mm-hmm. somebody has to create these ratchet characters because these people they're they're like this in real life, but they're really not that crazy mm-hmm. in real life. Like yeah. they have to create that craziness for them. Um mm-hmm. you also still get to outline, so as we've talked about before in previous episodes, outlining is a big part of any screenwriting. You mm-hmm. you don't have to, but it's very widely recommended that you outline before you write any script or tell any story because it makes it easier for you to kind of figure out where you're going with that story. You have to do the same thing with the reality TV. Mm-hmm. You have to create story beats. Each episode has to be like, planned out and outlined and you're kind of putting these people in these places so that these situations mm-hmm. can arise so that you can get the story that you want to tell for that episode so it's often mm-hmm. crafted in order to kind of tell the story that you wanted to tell so um these people aren't just sitting in these restaurants like these restaurants these locations are cleared the restaurants are cleared mm-hmm. the people that mm-hmm. are in that restaurant with them all sign release forms and you're creating this environment so that your scene can play out. The scene that you wrote mm-hmm. can play out. And it usually mm-hmm. does play out in a fight. <laughs> or some tricks <laughs> throwing. Or somebody <laughs> taking out the hills and running. <laughs> and Classic getting stopped by security. I, yeah, I love that stuff. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to act like I'm stuck up and I don't like that stuff. I do. I mean, yeah. I don't watch a lot yeah. of reality TV. But yeah. every once in a yeah. while, I love to see a good fight. So yeah. <laughs> you don't see those in real life too much. Um, yep. Yep. But yeah, and you also mm-hmm. still get to write dialogue for people. That's one of my favorite things about screenwriting is writing the yeah. dialogue. So Absolutely. it's a little bit different in reality TV. Like I said, you're creating this scenery and you're creating this scenario for these characters to act in. Um, mm-hmm. But you still get to take the words that they say, like with the confesh- confectionals. Confectionals. Confessionals. <laughs> I'm thinking of confectioner sugar right now for some reason. Girl, well, <laughs> you know, that's another reality show. So, come on. Right? You still on topic. <laughs> so, people are in these confessionals. You're having to come up with these interview questions for them. Like, they're just not sitting in that confessional talking. Because then they were mm-hmm. rambling. Like you have to create that structure for them by asking them certain questions to get the certain answers out of them and get the certain mm-hmm. dialogue out of them that you mm-hmm. want to tell the story that you wrote. So mm-hmm. um, you still get to kind of create this dialogue with reality TV as well. Like I said, it's a little bit different. You're not necessarily writing dialogue for people, but you are writing interview scripts and kind of structuring out what you want them to mm-hmm. say so that you can piece it together and create your own piece of dialogue to tell the story that you came up with. So mm-hmm. it's not the traditional route of screenwriting, but it still right. is a very lucrative. Okay. Yes. Reality TV is very lucrative. And, yes. Um, you can make just as much money working and writing for a reality TV show than you can 
Brighton for Blackish or one of these other yeah. scripted shows. Like I know yep. a lot of screenwriters look down upon reality TV for what right. reason I get it, but I also don't mm-hmm. get it. Like stop being stupid. Yeah. But um a bag <laughs> is a bag. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. bag is a bag and it definitely is. Um yeah, I would say if you have the opportunity to get into this realm of screenwriting, I would try it. Even if you don't like it, you can try it for a little mm-hmm. bit and just yeah. see how many fights you can see <laughs> but, um, and how many ah! fights you can craft out of your own mind. Um, That's great. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a realm that is, I believe it's growing. Like there's more reality mm-hmm. TV shows as the, as the world spins and as time yep. goes on. So um, definitely look into reality TV writing and see what you can do with that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And even like, just to piggyback of what you're saying, like a lot of us, we tend to think of like, you know, the Mona Scott Youngs and sort of like the sort of salacious, you know, the, back in the day was a uh, flavor of love and My I love face. New York, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, that is fun. But the, the, it's it, it's reality TV has been vast. Right. So there was mm-hmm. one point in my life when I had cable and I could still because of Hulu, thank God. But when I say I used to watch HGTV, like I was going to oh, buy yes. a home and was able to afford it. I watched so many home makeovers and flip and flop and all this stuff. Like (laughs) reality TV is just really vast right now. If you are a foodie, there are so many food challenges and food competition shows. Think about that. Even if you have a passion for music, there are many music competition shows, many like you know, um, even um, uh, what is it? Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Like there's so many different um avenues of reality tv to keep in mind and that you might think is like super cool that you just you just weren't thinking of because you were only thinking sort of in a in a narrow way so think about all the vast like tv um competition and reality um shows that are super successful that like families can watch together i know people who watch uh survivor together as family uh, mm, even the dating show one, like yeah. Oh my gosh, the dating reality shows that, that I mean blind. that might seem yes, like some of them might seem a bit toxic, but there's a vast there's a whole ray of uh, reality TV that um don't don't sleep on it if you you're really passionate about something and you want to highlight something or you want to write about something like think of the whole vast uh array of what reality TV is so yeah mm-hmm. facts, facts, well facts. done um. All right. Next, we have documentary writing, um, which is now on the super, I mean, it's on the rise, period. Um, so most of the time with documentaries, we find that they are a form of, um, I want to say reality TV, but it's not scripted. Um, it is following, mostly following the lives of a particular, like sometimes they can be profile pieces. Sometimes they're looking at a, a subgroup of people or a different uh, uh, highlighting like a whole different world that we might not be familiar with. So most, you know, one of the most famous documentaries right now is Tiger King. And it not only does it highlight the world of Joe Exotic, uh, or at least his p- specific world, it also goes into the world of um, exotic cats and people who collect them and the federal government's, you know, lack of surveillance on them and sort of how it's kind of impacted the United States. Now, of course, more focus has been on the personal um, outcome of what has happened since then or for the documentary. And if you want more on that uh, last episode, we reviewed Tiger King 
It was epic. Mm, mm, Listen to mm. it. Um, but yeah, documentaries do sort of like an intimate portrait onto people's lives or even their a different world. So in terms of writing for a documentary, most of the time, um, documentary uh, folks, or not, I'd say filmmakers, will have an outline of what they want to cover throughout the the movie or docu-series if it's several episodes and when they do that it's a lot of research so first you have to research on your idea so let's say you want to do a documentary on veganism right you have to go through the history of veganism and who tends to be vegan and like figure out what angle do you want to do do you want to do um, the rise of veganism, a part of people of color, or if you want to go a different route of just like a uh, focus on a particular country, you have to know mm-hmm. sort of what kind of story you want to go into. Maybe not the details at first, but you need to have a general idea and be very researched. And then the next hey. step would be to create a list, things you want to know what you could potentially run upon. So whether it's, okay, the main characters, the storylines, uh, potential conflict, emotion. So if you're doing a, a documentary on veganism and um, how it's impacted the black community, it might be, you know, your list and outline might be different of veganism and how it's um, impacted um, young children, right? It's just a different mm-hmm. way of how you're, you're telling the story and the characters are going to be different and um, the storylines are going to be different. So it's important to kind of have that understanding and have a, a, a sort of a outline of, what you want to hit and who you want to interview. And so then once you have a, a outline, you try and um, outline or pre-script, what you try and do is go and shoot that footage, right? So with that, with your outline, you know, you need to, you know, interview, you know, Dr. Corey Wilson, right? And let's say Dr. Corey mm-hmm. w- Wilson is the head of veganism at the University of uh, California, right? So you make sure you have that list together. You make sure you have all, um, and you make sure you have the questions that you want to ask and why it's important understanding what this, what this character brings to the table, how um, they will sort of put the story in context, or if they're a character as a main focus of the story. So then after you've interviewed everyone you feel like is a part of this documentary that will highlight your story, you then have to put it together. And and a lot of times they put together a, uh, it's sort of a grid form that outlines how you put all of your footage together. So first you have to listen to all, listen and view all of your footage. And Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand documentary, like to, like to make even just an hour worth of content could be over 10 to like, like 20 hours of footage, you depending on the topic that you have, it's a lot. So, um, and years too, like, I can't even imagine how much footage needed to be taken out of Tiger King. Like the stuff that we saw in Tiger King was probably half of what they collected because not everything makes it makes the cut. You know what I mean? So you have to review what you have and then put it together in an outline and then direct your editor, video editor and audio, but I think mostly video editors on how to edit the story together because you have to figure out how you're going to do the story. So first you have to make sure you research, figure out what you want to um, uh, do the documentary about, a creative list of potential storylines, characters and all that stuff. Make sure you have a good um, outline before you go in there and um, interview your folks. And then you have to um, put it together, 
listen to all everything that you have, put everything together in a grid and then put it together with your audio um, editor. So yeah. even though it's a lot, it's not the traditional writing of scripts like, you know, um, act one, act two or act three or, you know, interior day. It's not like that. You still have a grid and an outline that shows at what time slot you want it in and what character is talking and how you put the story together in that grid. So, yeah, that's pretty much with documentary. I think the cool thing with documentaries is like they give an amazing uh, behind the scenes of worlds that we would never have known if the documentary wouldn't take place, right? So Tiger King would have never known that there were more tigers in these United States than there are in India or Africa. <laughs> I would have never known that. I'm like, why are there more tigers in Oklahoma and Florida combined than on the other continents when they, once they came from? I was like, this is crazy. And then you have the backstory of that. Um, even though, like, even, um, you know, the portraits that are coming out, even on Hulu of uh, profiles of very important people. There's a documentary on Hillary Clinton. I think it's a docu-series. I haven't checked it out there, but it's on Hulu. There's uh, Andre Leontali, who is a major um, fashion uh, influencer for, for years. Um, and his um, his documentary on Hulu as well. So um, yeah, check out Check out like documentaries. Don't sleep on them. Clearly, they've. I'm kind of happy for them that they've gotten sort of a resurgence because of uh, you know the streaming services. Uh, ser- yeah, streaming service. Yes, Lord, I don't know what's happening to me right now, but everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, streaming sites and stuff, um, and that because it's a, it takes a lot of work, but it's a really like um, I think it could be a really good way of highlighting uh, someone, something, a community, an issue. Um, Ava DuVernay is, I mean, brilliant at this. I mean, her documentary mm, 13, mm, mm. I mean, I, ugh, ugh, I don't even <laughs> like just the thought of it crazy. just crazy and, and the 13th amendment and how, you know, the, uh, our prison industrial system is really used as a modern day engine for slavery, honestly. Um, so you can make a great impact with documentaries and I think they're, they're overlooked a lot, but look into that as a writer and a filmmaker if um, you want to tell a story that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love a good documentary. Okay. Um, so yeah, those are not, not all, all, but a few of the different type of screenwriting um because it's a lot of people just think it's like movies and tv but it is not there's so many different avenues that you can take with your writing Mm -hmm. and you do not have to do the traditional route um because it 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 is everyone's trying to do the traditional route because i don't think that people know that there are different types of screenwriting that you can do right and you can eat okay every single one yes um, and they're all, they're all fun in their own little way. It really depends on what you want to do mm-hmm. and what you're interested in. Right. So yeah, we hope that that was informative yeah. and that kind of sparked some inspiration yes. for you to get out there and see the different ways that you can do your writing and take your talents and all that good stuff. 100%. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, like I said, it's not a comprehensive not. list. But it is, it is some of the most popular different avenues of screenwriting that exist out there today. And as the world evolves, um, as we see it, it is evolving now, um, mm-hmm. as it continues to get a lot more different than what we're used to, I do believe there'll be more yeah. avenues that you can kind of write 
for um, because they're going to need somebody to write these commercials about coronavirus. And uh, this little PSA that I've been seeing, somebody be writing them scripts for them PSAs for coronavirus. And so you could be that person. Absolutely. (laughs) And also like, who's this, like, it's not to say like, you know, we talk about some of the people that we admire, um, you know, Ava DuVernay, she, you know, scripted documentary, like she, there's nothing saying that you can only do one form, right? Like, you know, you know, hair was a, and was it hair love? Hair love was an animated short (laughs) that got, you know, Oscar, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different ways that, I mean, you can get recognized, you can have opportunities. You know, we were talking about Melina Mansukis, like she went from shorts, (laughs) some of the major shorts, let me, you know, it wasn't no small shit, but you know, she went from mm-hmm. music videos to, you know, directing uh, Queen and Slim just, that came out last year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no there's no limit to what we write. You know what I mean? And we should be open minded to writing in different forms and understanding where these opportunities come from. So, yeah, just putting that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, guys, while you are in this quarantine, you can do nothing, which is absolutely fine. Yes. Or you can uh, look into some different ways of, of uh, perfecting your writing mm-hmm. or different ways that you can write. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hope you guys are inspired yeah. and feeling good. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, we are <gasps> done with the episode. Done, done, done. Another pandemic <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, maybe one day we'll be able to get back to the stew. Yeah. But uh, for now, we will continue doing it this way mm-hmm. um but hit us up on the socials right. we have insta and twitter and uh thanks for listening guys bye guys love y'all bye <laughs>